0: In this episode of Influencers, SEC Chair Gary Gensler.
1: I come with a deeply markets background. Uh, I, I really believe in markets. I think markets uh, are, are a critical part of our economy, but regulated markets. The events in Eastern Europe just you know, sort of highlight, once again, the importance of cyber resiliency. If you're raising money from the public, The public's anticipating some profit based on the efforts of those folks raising the money. That comes within the definitions of a security and the securities laws. And it's it's kind of straightforward.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Influencers. I'm Andy Serwer and welcome to our guest, Gary Gensler, Chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Gary Gensler was sworn into office as the 33rd Chair last April and in a little under a year in office, he's pushed the SEC right into the middle of the conversation surrounding cryptocurrency, meme stocks, and other issues as well. Chair Gensler, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Andy, it's so good to be with you and your uh, viewers.
0: Thank you. Uh, whole lot to get to, but I want to start with the news in Ukraine, um, especially the reaction from the business community. The New York Stock Exchange recently moved to temporarily halt trading for Russia-based companies. Have you been monitoring that, and should it be a permanent ban?
1: Um, so just stepping back from any one circumstance, uh, the, uh, this, the staff of the SEC uh, uh, are monitoring markets as we do uh, through these uh, times, through th- throughout the whole time that I've been at the agency. It's not just about the uh, geopolitical events in Eastern Europe. Um, but yes, they're monitoring. We're staying close uh, to those events. We're talking to... Uh, our colleagues at the U.S. Department of Treasury and across the financial regulatory complex, the Federal Reserve and other regulators, as well as uh, globally to uh, regulators uh, in the, uh, the banking and the securities fields across the globe, just to st- stay close uh, and monitoring events uh, with these really unusual events uh, out of
0: Eastern Europe and war in Ukraine. Do you feel you have enough transparency into U.S. corporate exposure to Russian assets and the Russian economy? Do you have worries about hidden U.S. connections as the Russian economy may be headed for a recession or worse?
1: Well, uh, Andy, I'm gonna stick to our remit at the Securities and Exchange Mm -hmm. Commission, which is about overseeing, yes, a hundred plus trillion dollar capital markets and ensuring that they're uh, fair and orderly, efficient, uh, and, and and in these unusual times, uh, we're monitoring for that. Um, but I, I do feel that we've had good dialogue with uh, major market participants uh, in the fund area, in the broker-dealer area, the exchanges, the clearinghouses. And um, at least uh, for these handful of days so far, the market uh, functions have been operating uh, uh relatively well but what comes tomorrow what comes in the future we, we're we're monitoring against uh you know events
0: as they come i understand it's not straight ahead into your remit but obviously as you suggest yourself there are implications potentially um and potential even systemic risk to the global macro system um one last question here chair gensler about that though are are there other are there actions the sec is taking or considering taking in response to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia? Uh,
1: again, we're, 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 we're staying alert and monitoring. We're staying close with the rest of the uh, uh, Financial Stability Oversight Council agencies and our colleagues around the globe. If you look at funds under management, the total multiples of tens of trillions of dollars of assets under management here in the US, only a very small percentage, well uh, uh, measured, well below one percent. Uh, in fact, only a fraction of one percent uh, are in, invested uh, in Russian securities or uh, or ADRs traded overseas and things like that. Um, so, yes, we're going to continue to monitor and especially stay alert for any cyber risks. Or any other market functioning risks um but uh I, I think that's 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 what our role is and then to uh uh ensure for our three-part mission investor protection capital formation and then that in the middle the fair orderly and efficient markets
0: okay sounds good let me ask you about crypto which is part of your purview, I guess, increasingly, and something you've been considering a lot lately, I know. Last time you were on with Yahoo Finance, the prospects for a spot Bitcoin uh, ETF came up and you had a lot of questions about how investor protection would work there. Have your concerns been alleviated? Is approval coming, do you think?
1: We at the SEC are technology neutral but we're anything but public policy neutral. And so this investment class, uh, little less than $2 trillion of assets, of valuation and cryptocurrencies, if you wish, or crypto tokens, uh, Bitcoin and all the other tokens, uh, is a a highly uh, uh, investable asset at this point in time. Many tens of millions of people around the globe have chosen Uh, to put some of their savings into this space. And so it's every bit is important to have investor protection for crypto exchanges, for the lending platforms where people are transacting, buying and selling crypto tokens, and have appropriate disclosure about the tokens themselves and protect the public from fraud and manipulation. Um, and and that's, that's, that's really what we're looking at. And yes, as you said, the SEC has a role to play. Other agencies do as well, but the SEC has a role to play because Congress painted with a broad brush. And if you're raising money from the public, and the public's anticipating some profit based on the efforts of those folks raising the money, that comes within the definitions of a security and the securities laws. And it's, it's kind of straightforward. Uh, Congress saw that that was an opportunity to mislead the public, to sell a a sham transaction, to uh, uh, that the public could make a decision, the basic bargain, the public gets to decide on their investments as long as those promoters raising money are giving full and fair disclosure. And there's basic laws about protecting against fraud in essence, lies about
0: what's going on. Right, and, and sort of following up there, you also told us that you hope this, this year, crypto trading exchanges uh, would come, come under-
1: within, Come within the public pol- policy perimeter. Uh, yeah. Look, we, we had uh, just a couple of weeks ago, working with one of the larger uh, lending platforms, where, where a platform was taking money in, it's it's public. Uh, it's BlockFi, six hundred thousand or so uh, uh, retail accounts and institutional accounts. People putting their crypto assets uh, at risk with BlockFi. BlockFi then saying we'll give you a, a return on an in, in an on an account. Uh, and uh, we uh, uh, we're trying to bring those parties in. In that case, that was a you know, they were not following the securities laws, the securities laws, investment company laws, and the uh, Securities Act laws.
0: So does that mean, though, that the exchanges will come under SEC regulation, strictly but, speaking, it's, it's, it's,
1: just, it's just, but just do a little bit of probabilities here. I'm I'm sort okay. of a math guy. I was yeah. when I was a kid. My identical right. twin brother and I, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of who we were and everything. But these platforms often have not just dozens, but hundreds or thousands of tokens on their platforms. And these tokens, back to the securities laws, many of them, without prejudging any one of them, many of them may well be securities. Probabilities are that these platforms, there's 10 or 15 large platforms, these crypto trading platforms, have 75 to 5,000 tokens on them, probabilities are they have securities on them. Our laws are straightforward. We're supposed to register as an exchange where people are buying and selling those securities. And yes, many tokens, many crypto tokens have been found in the past to be securities. And yeah. I'm not trying to prejudge any one token, but probability weighted. There are many of these tokens on these platforms.
0: So what's the probability then of you waving a wand and saying, okay, you guys are now um I I don't think you-
1: The the law is clear. Yeah. The law is clear. It's not about waving a wand. Congress spoke about this in 1934. They amended these laws multiple times since over nine decades. And a platform that has securities on it (laughs) is an exchange, it's a question whether they're registered or they're operating outside of the law, and I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about some proposed rules changes, because you have a lot on your plate this spring. I think you have, what, 50 proposed rule changes. Um, So one priority for you is increasing transparency when it comes to the rules for private funds like private equity and hedge funds. What's the status of those rules and what transparency do you hope to achieve?
1: So let me just put in context. um, We have this three-part mission to try to help investors and protect investors on one side and facilitate capital formation on the other. That's companies raising money, but that's also you, the public, raising money for your mortgage or your automobile loan and the like. And then what's in the middle is the efficiency of that market in the middle, fair, orderly and efficient. So just, yes, we have four or five dozen projects I would call them, we've, we're, we've, we make proposals to the public. We're about halfway there. I think we've done 26 so far. We'll continue through this over the course of this year. And then we hear from the public and we ask the public to weigh in and we see whether these proposals uh, uh, we should finalize, we should change them, maybe we repropose them. That's a, that's yeah. a process point of view just a Now, as it relates to private funds, private funds in the U.S. play a very significant role in our capital markets, about $18 trillion of assets in these private funds. Um, you might know them as private equity when they're investing in companies. You might know them as hedge funds when, generally speaking, they're investing in in publicly traded securities. Again, the the lines sometimes blur a little. But overall, this space uh, is an important part of our capital markets. And so we we have proposed and put out to public comment is a set of proposals around transparency. These are pretty straightforward. Quarterly reports to their uh, investors Around their fees, around their performance metrics, and yes, around something called side letters, where sometimes they're cutting different deals with different investors. Um, This level of transparency will help the market and the competition in the market. I think it will also potentially, if we adopt it, help the investors bargain and Get better deals as investors and the companies on the other side as well.
0: Cybersecurity disclosures, another area of proposed rule changes. What is the state of corporate America's cyber readiness, Chair Gensler, overall? And has it become more urgent over time?
1: And, and, and the events in Eastern Europe just you know, sort of highlight once again the importance of cyber resiliency. The Securities and Exchange Commission has a role to play. And cyber is, is, is uh, my, my friend who runs the, uh, uh, it's called CISA, it's a part of the Department of Homeland Security says cyber is a team sport. But our role here is with regard to the financial sector. And in addition, the issuers, the public companies that are um, raising money in the capital market. So we have a number of projects And one of them uh, we've already proposed is about the cyber resiliency, I would call it cyber hygiene of fund companies uh, like mutual funds and private funds. Uh, We uh, just noticed for a hearing for next Wednesday uh, that we're gonna be hopefully taking up in consideration a proposal around those companies, those public companies and, and not only disclosing how they manage cyber risk. So it's a disclosure rule, but disclose how they manage cyber risk, but also about when they have incidents, when they report those incidents to the public. Um, So we have five or six projects here. We've proposed uh, actually two areas so far. We're taking up a third one on Wednesday, and then we have some to come after that.
0: I wanna ask you what I think is sort of a philosophical question maybe, but I think it's practical as well. So are you concerned, Chair Gensler, about the decrease in the number of public companies in the U.S.? And I know there's arguments about how extreme that decrease is, nonetheless, it is. There are fewer today than there were 20 years ago. And then the fact that private companies grow into Deca unicorns and are great investments perhaps, but they're unavailable to ordinary investors. They're only available to the people on Sand Hill Road and how that might be exacerbating inequality in this country. So uh, I think that
1: we have vibrant capital markets, this hundred plus trillion dollar capital markets that are kind of the envy of the world, frankly. Uh, I think anyone who's Honored to be in the role I'm in, Uh, as you said, Andy, the 33rd chair and there'll be others, you know, for decades to come in this great agency. Uh, What central to to our roles as chairs past chairs and future chairs is to ensure that we continue to be the envy of the world. That we have the leading capital markets and and we have a vibrant public capital markets and vibrant private markets we are taking up a lot of projects here at the SEC about those private markets to bring greater transparency, uh, greater efficiency. If we have more efficiency, and yes, competition in the middle, that's better for those private companies, whether they're small startups or the unicorns, and it's better for the investors. So we're trying to drive efficiency in the middle. We're also trying to drive for greater transparency uh, particularly as it relates to financial stability risk emanating maybe out of hedge funds and, and 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 the like. So we've got a lot of projects driving competition and transparency, but part of part of our markets is both public markets and private markets.
0: Speaking of the envy of the world, what is the future of Chinese stocks listing in the United States? Does the SEC have a role or a position in this? um situation one way or the other
1: so so we do so we're we're blessed in the u.s again with such robust and strong capital markets that between 1, a 1500, foreign companies actually list their shares here in the u.s and it's not just china companies but a lot of europeans asian uh, south american african australian companies. it's just from all around the globe But there's some basic understandings that if you want to list in the U.S., you need to comply uh, with our our investor protection rules. And one of the key things that came out 20 years ago, one of the key things was that if you want to be uh, issuing and raising money in the U.S., that you have to be not only audited, that the company has to be audited, but the auditors have to be open to inspection. Kind of simple idea. Audit the auditors. And Paul Sarbanes, a Maryland senator who I had the honor to work with, uh, Chair Sarbanes, passed that law 20 years ago. Bipartisan with Republicans on the Hill, with uh, um, with, uh, Mike Oxley, and with President Bush. 20 years later, 50-plus jurisdictions around the globe have allowed U.S., entity called the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board to audit the auditors, but China has not. So Congress weighed in again two years ago, or a year and a half ago, and said, no, that's not, that's not right. And they put a clock that had to happen. So where are we today? I think it's really uh, we've had some good discussions uh, with our counterparts from China. The Public Company Accounting Oversight Board has had some good discussions, but it's really up up to the officials in China if they allow the auditing firms in Beijing and Shanghai and elsewhere to be inspected and that their work papers are actually shared and not with a lot of redactions, but actually shared. And their auditors actually allow themselves to be, you know, give... Uh, uh, interviews and testimony like 50 other countries have done right then there's a path forward otherwise congress has spoken uh, about 250 chinese companies uh in this three-year clock um, uh, potentially as early as 2024 uh would be um would have to suspend trading here
0: Another proposal in the works is specifically in response to last year's meme stock craze, I I believe it would shorten the amount of time it takes to clear trades. How would last year have played out differently had that rule been in place? So the events around the meme stops, or as you know, uh,
1: GameStop uh, led to a review by the SEC. And we came up, the staff came up with four areas we should take a look at. And we have... In two of those areas, put out proposals. Uh, Two, we're working on some more. So one is what you talked about is the basic plumbing, shortening how long it takes for money to move and stock to move. It's called settlement period, from two days to one day. We've also done something around transparency around short selling and made a proposal uh, last week around that as well. Shortening the settlement cycle. Uh, lowers the risk in the system. As the old saying goes, time is money. Right now, if you do a trade on a Monday, you don't move the money or the stock until Wednesday. You shorten that to Tuesday, less risk. In the middle of that January, the fateful January around the GameStop events, the broke a number of broke online brokers and, and brokerage apps said, we can't let retail public access the market and and that that's that's just that access to the market is so fundamental uh, that um part of the issue part of the issue was the settlement cycle thing but it's not the only thing and as i say we have four projects we've proposed to the other two looking at really the the equity market structure itself and payment for order flow and the dark pools of capital that are flowing without transparency. That's a major project that I'm hoping staff will make recommendations and we'll move forward. And lastly, was this thing called gamification or what we've come to call digital engagement practices.
0: The Wall Street Journal has reported the SEC is looking in recent sales by Tesla CEO Elon Musk and his brother Kimball whether they violated insider trading rules. I know you can't comment on a possible I'm glad, I'm glad
1: you said that for I, your viewers. Just, so yep. I'm not sure where you're headed. I'll, your I'll, so I,
0: I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere, Chair Gensler. All right, I know you, you can't, can't comment. I'm not going to be able to
1: comment. On a
0: possible investigation, but have you talked about the need for stronger insider trading rules generally? How big an issue has this been in your first year? Is insider trading a problem that you're focusing on?
1: It, it, it is. It, it's, it is from our enforcement side, our terrific uh, enforcement uh, efforts headed up by. Uh, Director uh, Graywal, Sanjay Wadwa, the whole team, just terrific team. But it's also from from the policy side. We've even done something about insiders. Uh, um, it, when can corporate executives sell their shares? And there was something put in place about 20 years ago, uh, which was called a, a safe harbor, if you might. And and. We came on board and thought there's too many gaps in this area that the in senior hmm. management might be trading stock uh, when they're in receipt of material non-public information, and we put this proposal out in I think it was December or so uh, about these so-called 10b-51 plans, and uh, and so uh, both from really vigorous enforcement um but also from the policy side about insiders uh we're taking it up in both ways uh and i think it's a really important part because it comes down of trust in our capital markets and 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 trust that there's a level playing field that when you're in the markets that that uh somebody doesn't have an information advantage from material non-public information
0: what are your feelings about the debate on Capitol Hill right now about lawmakers being able to trade stocks? My understanding is the SEC that SEC employees uh, have pretty tight restrictions, with some stocks being off limits and trades needing to be pre-approved. Is, it, is that fair? I mean, should, should it be the same for everyone in, in, in all different branches of the government? Look, I, I'm going to leave that,
1: as you can imagine, to uh, Congress to think through, uh, certainly Uh, We're we're willing and able to give them technical assistance on that. The Stock Act that was passed uh, about 10 years ago uh, by Congress and set certain reporting obligations on members of Congress and also uh, certain limitations as well. Uh, We as an agency actually have a role to play in that Stock Act. Um, uh, And that's, that's ongoing discussions I know up on Capitol Hill and wherever they come out, we stand ready to help implement uh, our part of that uh, if they change those laws.
0: And finally, Chair Gensler, other recent SEC chairs, including Jay Clayton and Mary Jo White, came to the job from more of a legal background. You worked as a banker at Goldman uh, once upon a time ago. How has that background and the insight you garnered there uh, changed how you approach these issues in running the commission? Is it any different?
1: Well. I- I'm I'm honored to be in this job. I mean, the, 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 the then president-elect Biden asked me to do it. It's one of the greatest honors of my life, uh, you know, right up there with my three daughters, I guess. But my three daughters may be higher honor, and the wonderful woman I was was married to. I, I would say this: I'm the fifth chair of those 33 that uh, uh, is a non-lawyer. You know, from from the first chair. Uh, uh, Joe Kennedy, uh, the President Kennedy's father, Arthur Levitt, uh, William Donaldson—some um, uh, really, really fantastic chairs. Look, we all come with different backgrounds, different perspectives, uh, d- different experiences. I'm—I come with a deeply markets background. I—I uh, I really believe in markets. I think markets uh, are, are a critical part of our economy, but regulated markets. I think that the 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 laws put in place in the 1930s in this eight nine decade period of the secs that what franklin Delano roosevelt laid out and and many really wonderful people at the sec and on capitol hill too have augmented is we've enhanced economic growth because when you enhance trust this basic concept that if you investors get to decide but they get full and fair disclosure and we protecting them against fraud that the exchanges have to register, but there's a basic rules of investor protection and this three-part mission to facilitate capital formation investors in the efficient markets in the middle. I think that's a really great bargain. Now for me, uh, I've also had the great honor to chair another agency. So along with Mary Shapiro, Mary and I are two people that have chaired both the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and the SEC. So. Um, it's great to talk to my former chairs there's eight I think of uh, eight or nine now that are still alive and I call them on a regular basis I check in mm-hmm. um and there's a, just a terrific terrific group of commissioners my fellow commissioners uh uh Allison Lee Hester Purse and Caroline Crenshaw uh um, so and we all bring a little bit different skills and perspective, and we, we bring it together.
0: Well, it's great. it's great catching up with you, Chair Gensler. By the way, speaking of uh, disclosure, I should have disclosed to you that my first job out of college was as a researcher in the uh, public reference room of the SEC. Wow. Yeah, going back, I was a contractor. So I worked there. So I know the SEC a little bit going back to I hate to say the 1980s. And it was all paper wasn't digitally hand over 13 Ds over the desk when those things would go public.
1: Right, right. No, it's a it's really a great agency. And uh, I'd say this, it's been a challenging time throughout our nation and throughout the world. in during this COVID uh, pandemic, and we're an agency that has still uh, been able to deliver during this period of time, overseeing the markets, examining, enforcing the laws, uh, dealing with literally thousands of matters a year that come through this agency. Uh, And then a commission that comes together, uh, considers policy issues and these rule proposals. Uh, I couldn't be um, more, proud of the agency and more honored to be you know, part of the team. But we've got a lot of work to do. I think uh, we're going to move forward. We're going to try to, every day, try to uh, deliver to the American public.
0: Eric Gensler, Chair of the Securities and Exchange Commission, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You've been watching Influencers. I'm Andy Serwer. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Influencers. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Yahoo Finance on Twitter at Yahoo Finance and at sirwork